Inherently Happy, Episode 78, Happy Cheer. Yowza ha ha, my happy friends. The way in which I pick topics is that I try to remind myself of the wisdom I picked up over the years and then later completely ignored. And so as I don't forgets it, I don't writes it down. And so I don't have to bother readings it, I records it. And so I don't lose interest, I keeps it short. I will be collecting some of them later into a thin workbook of sorts with drawings and such, but I'm still working it all out week to week with these episodes. Such as the different types of cheer. Let's define our terms because words can have so many uses. Let's think of cheer as a release of emotional tension and pressure. Not bad or good, just cheer is a release. For example, when you overcome a painful hardship that you worked so hard to conquer for so long, and that success brings you an incredible sense of triumphant mirth as the toil and setbacks are finally over and the tension is thankfully released. Versus when you gloat over the failings and misfortunes of those you have hated, spited, and scorned with a bitter jealousy and intolerance that eats away at your gut and whose release is nothing short of a fleeting yet destructively maniacal glee that once spent drops you right back into the vile, hellish bile from whence you spat. Not all release is optimal. When you hold a burning coal, you may want to release your grip before you burn yourself up. Whereas, when you're holding onto a ladder for dear life over an inferno, you may not want to release your grip so, you're, so that you don't burn yourself up. Advantageous versus disadvantageous release. And benevolent or malevolent cheer. Feelings of empathic pleasure at another's joy versus jolts of caustic zeal at another's doom. Benevolent cheer is when you connect and share and experience generosity of spirit, while malevolent cheer is relegated to disconnection, distrust, denial, defiance, and dastardly deeds. It can feel like justice. That's the thing to look out for. For when someone who had been getting away with bad behavior, selfish, sadistic, and cruel, finally gets his comeuppance, it can feel like just jubilation. But that's the trap. You should, of course, mourn when bad attitudes remain unchecked, but that cuts both ways. When the villain gets away with it, it's not great. But if the scoundrel eventually, eventually gets punished and balance is restored... It's merely closing the loop on the not-greatness. By celebrating the punishment, you are keeping the focus on the not-greatness that spawned it, and therefore preventing the proper restoration of balance and growth. I knew a guy who I thought was a friend until he went behind my back on two separate occasions to undermine my romantic relationships in the hopes of taking them for himself. And it worked both times, I was chagrined to discover. I severed my association with him, but mourned the loss of the friendship that could have been. I then, much later, found out 
that he had escalated his underhanded approach to dating over the years until he was eventually sued, forced to resign, and publicly shunned. I was ecstatic. As you may well guess, that lousy, buddy-fucking asshole had finally got his and it felt great. Eat shit, motherfucker! Years of bitter spite were released in a torrent of glorious schadenfreude, the likes of which I had never known. I told you he was a creep, I exclaimed, and now the whole world knows it. But then I thought about it some more and realized that had he not been so terrible to so many people, including me, I wouldn't be feeling this primal release at his defeat. So was I glad he was a molesting, harassing cunt? Because for the release to be truly euphoric, the years of abuse he doled out were required. Wouldn't it be better if he had never ruined so many lives? including his own? The satisfaction people feel at the undoing of a despot doesn't ever undo the harm. In fact, they inadvertently celebrate it, since you can't have a release from torment without first having the torment. And further, getting into the habit of laughing at other people's misfortune can also lead you to decry their successes and fixate on everything but what you should be concerning yourself with, balance and growth. It's tricky, I know. Bad guy gets his, balance is reclaimed, and that can be liberating. I get it. But just be careful that doesn't turn into a fix that you need in order to feel joy in your heart and mind. Because it can turn you mean instead of kind wallowing and stagnant instead of happy. Ha ha. Yowza.